Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome back to WTBU News Today. I'm Will Andronico. Boston broke October snowfall records yesterday with 4.2 inches of snow, nearly tripling the previous record set on Halloween of 2005. Temperatures today are expected to reach a high of 44 degrees and sunny skies. Tomorrow we will close out the weekend with a high of 56 degrees and some evening showers. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On October 29th, BU received just three positive cases of COVID-19, all of whom were faculty and staff. For the week of October 23rd to October 29th, 0.09% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, with 0.15% of tested faculty and 0.18% of tested staff also receiving positive test results. Though cases reached new highs in Massachusetts, the university is starting to come off a peak in coronavirus cases last week. 40 students are currently in isolation, and 132 students have recovered from the disease so far. Elaine Bacchus is here now to report on Boston University compliance statistics. On Friday, BU reported 6,452 instances of noncompliance with testing or daily symptom attestation. 3,105 warnings were issued to students who did not comply with their daily attestation, and 1,299 warnings were issued for testing noncompliance, which is nine times more than last week. There were six reports of noncompliance with masks and two physical distancing concerns. In terms of noncompliant gatherings, there was one on campus and eight off campus, which is six less than last week. There was also one guest violation. This week, 162 students had their Wi-Fi and BUID deactivated due to repeated noncompliance. In the weekly COVID-19 report, Gloria Waters, BU's Vice President and Associate Provost for Research, noted that compliance is an area for improvement, especially for off-campus students. Judy Platt, the Director of Student Health Services, urged students to avoid gatherings on Halloween. As cases increase at BU and in Massachusetts, gatherings pose an even greater risk. In Hingham, Massachusetts, this is Elaine Bacchus for WTBU News. Joining us now is Alex Corey with an update on a shooting out of Lowell. Three brothers have been charged with a murder in connection with the fatal shooting of a 22-year-old last month in Lowell, Massachusetts. Tyrone Fett, 22, was found shot in his car early on September 14th. He was taken to Lowell General Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Friday, Middlesex Director or District Attorney Marion Ryan announced that three brothers from Lowell had been arrested and charged for allegedly shooting Fett while he was seated in his car outside his Spring Avenue residence just after 1 a.m. Chana Fan, 27, and Billy Fan, 29, were arrested early Friday morning in Lowell in a rain later in the day in Lowell District Court, Ryan said in a press release. Both men were ordered to be held without bail and are due back in court on December 1st. Billy Ohm Fan, 28, was arrested Friday afternoon at a home in Manchester, New Hampshire. He will be arraigned in New Hampshire as a fugitive from justice and will face extradition to Massachusetts at a later date, according to Ryan. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Alex Corey for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Sophie Jin for a coronavirus update out of Texas. The El Paso County judge in Texas ordered a two-week shutdown of non-essential businesses due to rising coronavirus cases in the county. The order, which went into effect on Thursday, will permit essential businesses such as supermarkets and pharmacies to remain open to the public during this time. In the statement, Judge Ricardo Samaniego 
said that he was concerned about rising hospital rates in the county, which have increased from 44% to 365.2% since the beginning of October. As of Friday morning, El Paso had 1,347 new positive cases and 10 deaths, with more than 15,000 active cases in the county. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Sophie Jin for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding Texan voters from Stella Lawrence. Over 9 million Texas voters cast their ballots by the last day of early voting on Friday, surpassing the total number of votes cast in 2016. This year's turnout was aided by Democrats' court victory for the right to extend early voting by one week due to the coronavirus pandemic. The 9 million early voters make up approximately 53% of registered voters in the state. Consistently red in recent elections, Texas became more of a swing state in 2020, prompting Democratic vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris to visit three cities across the state. One stop was McAllen on the border of Mexico, which has been hit particularly hard by the coronavirus. Recent polls show President Trump slightly ahead by between 1 and 4 percent of the vote. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Stella Lawrence for WTBU News. And finally, an update from Aaron Michael about New Zealand's euthanasia law. New Zealand voted in favor to legalize assisted dying using euthanasia for terminally ill people. Preliminary results for the vote on the End of Life Choice Act showed a 65.2% support. The final results of the referendum will not be known until November 6th because about 480,000 special votes still need to be counted. The results are not expected to change due to the strong support for the decision. There are stipulations and checks on who can elect to take euthanasia. The conditions are suffering from a terminal illness that a person is likely to die from in less than six months, a significant decline in physical capability, and being in proper cognitive state to make an informed decision. Additionally, mental illness, old age, and disability alone do not qualify. If someone meets the criteria, two doctors have to approve before procedure, the procedure can happen. Matt Vickers has been a strong supporter of the fight ever since his late wife, Lucretia Seals, died five years ago from a brain tumor. Lucretia Seals launched a legal challenge for her right to choose not to suffer after she was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Her case was unsuccessful and her husband has been fighting for this cause ever since. According to Mr. Vickers, the result of the vote is, quote, a victory for compassion and kindness, end quote. Once the vote is finalized, New Zealand will join Belgium, Luxembourg, Colombia, and Canada as the only countries where euthanasia is legal. In Rochester, New York, I'm Aaron Michael for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Evan Jimenez, Alex Corey, Gabby Lopez, and Varsha Subramanian, I'm Will Andronico, reporting from Boston, Massachusetts, for WTBU News.